Baby Gear Unwrapped, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of baby gear so you can make informed choices for your little one. I'm your host, Rebecca Kimenaugh. I'm a passionate baby gear expert and baby registry consultant. As a parent myself, I know firsthand the joy and challenges that come with preparing for a new arrival. The world of baby gear can be overwhelming with endless options and evolving trends. But fear not, because here on Baby Gear Unwrapped, I'm here to guide you through the maze of strollers, car seats, cribs, and all things baby gear. This show isn't just about products, though. It's about empowerment. It's about giving you the knowledge and confidence to select the gear that aligns with your family's unique needs, preferences, and values. We'll explore practical tips, expert interviews, and the latest innovations in the world of baby gear. So whether you're a first-time parent navigating this exciting new world, or a seasoned pro looking for the latest advancements, Baby Gear Unwrapped is here for you. Together, we'll make your parenting journey smoother, one gear choice at a time. So hit the subscribe button now and join me on this incredible adventure through the world of baby gear, because when it comes to your baby, only the best will do. Hello. Hi there. Welcome to the podcast, uh, Lexi and Neil. We have a fun story about how we met via Instagram. <laughs> uh, fun, creepy, you know, similar words. It's it's all right. <laughs> Not creepy at all. <laughs> Some people might think creepy. I think it's awesome. Um, Thank you. But, <laughs> but yeah, and we live a block away. So it's pretty awesome that um, these are my neighbors and they are now expecting a baby. Um, and I'm so excited to do a consultation with them live on the podcast so that all of my listeners can kind of hear not only what goes into a consultation process when you're building a baby registry and you have an expert on your hands to help you make um, the big decisions or give suggestions, but also to share some of the information with the world of like what, um, you know, my suggestions when we're going through all the different type of gear. So Lexi and Neil, if you guys want to introduce yourselves and tell me. Yeah. For sure. And we are, we are pumped for this because we <laughs> started looking at things and this being our first kid, we're immediately overwhelmed by all the options um, and all the rabbit holes that you can go into and like how some blog posts are sponsored by products and can you really trust them? So um, yeah, I'm, I'm Lexi, I'm 27. Um, Neil and I are our high school sweethearts, which is kind of a weird thing to say, but here we are. Um, we've been together 12 years now. We have two dogs and we just bought our first home. So um, lots of big milestones within the yeah. 12 And you just family. moved to the area. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> lots it's been of, a packed year. Yes. Lots of changes, but all really exciting ones. Um yeah. And I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I think this is, will be important for the registry as a whole, but um, we both work from home actually. So yeah. that will sort of impact yes. um, our decision-making I'm, I'm sure on gear that works best for us. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm Neil, I'm 29 and uh, yeah, you know, I think it's also just been a, a daunting process to kind of know how to prepare for these things in advance, especially from a male perspective of, not really being even like targeted for marketing and yeah. maybe too. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to for this process and to finally kind of like get a handle on, you know, at least some competence of of what we should be categorizing and need and, and all of that. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I love I love that you're here. I do a fair amount of consultations with just, you know, usually the mom or the birthing person. And I always love when the partner shows up to consultations because it affects a big part of your life too. Um, and I think you have a better tie to the gear when you've chosen it. Like you actually have more motivation to build the high chair and put it together correctly and oh. make sure like it's all set up when you handpicked it and it wasn't just something that just like showed up on your doorstep from your registry and you're like, oh, this looks cool, great. <laughs> so I love that you are both here um, and thanks for doing this. So um, Lexi, do you wanna just mention like a time frame when you're due? It doesn't have to be exact. And if you're planning any baby showers or you have like an idea if someone's planning a shower for you and your kind of plans for the registry, is it mostly going to be for your own purposes to collect items together? Do you plan for to share it with friends and family or things like that? Yeah. 
Yeah, we're due uh, in early March. Um, so whatever that means for due dates. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and we do plan to have a baby shower ish. Um, but our family doesn't live nearby. And uh, mm -hmm. it's more like a celebration with friends rather than like the expectation of receiving gifts. We were calling it like one last night out without the babysitter sort of deal. Um, yeah. and so that, that will be more of just like a get together rather than a formal shower. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but we do plan on sending the registry out to friends and family who are excited for us and, um, you know, w willing and eager to contribute. Um, but from there, it, it does just serve as a checklist for our purposes like oh this you know this is what we still need and this is what yeah. we don't and yeah yeah we don't really yeah it's not going to be a, a formal shower unfortunately just because I mean we're, we're new to the area we kind of we're getting you know you know how can you actually plan your shower sort of like <laughs> yeah. uh, questions in our head you know so um yeah we're trying to make it not awkward but also kind of informal to just yeah have fun with it so yeah I think that's awesome um, I think I, I've seen the full spectrum of things, people who don't even share a registry and people, you know, who know, like I have grandparents who are like, I am buying the stroller. Like you, no one else gets to buy the stroller. Don't even put it on the registry because no one else gets a chance. So, you know, there's always those different family dynamics, which make it interesting when you're making your choices, if there's, you know, kind of associations with those. Um, so really? right for the first discussion when I'm doing a consultation, I'll just talk a bit about your lifestyle. Um, I've been to your house. So <laughs> it makes it a little easier than um, sometimes when I'm starting completely from scratch. But, um, you know, every family has different plans, especially when it comes to like a nursery and will the baby sleep with you for some time or never. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, that can really affect the gear that you are then choosing between um, so if you guys want to talk just a, briefly about your lifestyle, kind of your home setup, and mm -hmm. especially like what you do for fun, because, you know, it's very different if you're like hiking every weekend versus <laughs> like going to the mall every weekend, like those are going to yeah. need two different types of gear when you're like looking for your baby. So, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, and, and get coming to Spokane and picking the area that we did, like we really tried to like pick an area that we wanted the lifestyle for us and our kids. Um, and that meant like being close-ish to the city, um, having it be very walkable. Um, you know, we have a house that we have, you know, more space than we thought we were going to initially. So that's like a nice extra to have on that. Um, so, you know, we do have the luxury of having some space, but. Which, yeah. which means a, a nursery. Um, so yes. you do have like a separate room for a nursery though. Um, like it would be insane to think that we'd want to cross the hall to go to the nursery uh, every two hours in the night. So yeah, <laughs> definitely open to to having some sort of sleeping arrangement in our room for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, I think that we also just want to, you know, keep our lifestyles up to the, some degree that we have now when we have a kid. So you know, we like to we have two dogs. Um, getting them outside of parks is really um, important to us. Um, and so still just being able to do easy walks with, you know, our baby and dogs and kind of just do that semi-regularly a few times a week. Um, yeah, we, don't, we like hanging out at like the local coffee shops, yeah. um, farmers markets, those things. We do really enjoy camping and, and backpacking too, though mm -hmm. I would be surprised if there was any stroller yeah. that was backpackable. <laughs> <laughs> But we we definitely like getting outside. Um, that's part of why we chose this area because there is yeah. so much beautiful yeah. nature around. We just like walking a lot. It's pretty much us. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that we don't really travel outside of Spokane all that much other than to camp every once in a while. So we're not going to be expecting to do a lot of like. You don't need a full airplane right. jet set. <laughs> yes. <Paraphernalia>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, kind, that of, kind of where we're at. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Um, and yeah, we can definitely also dive into like camping, hiking, baby gear, because there's, it's a whole category in and of itself. And there's <laughs> a lot of like a bit of a learning curve of like, there's, you know, a lot of parents see like a camping or a hiking backpack, but those can only really be used from the time the baby can sit up. So usually around six months. So then mm. if you're going to be hiking at all before six months, you need a different type of carrier for that. 
so yeah, there is there are definitely different elements um, when we get into camping and backpacking um, gear, which is yes. a really fun a fun thing. <laughs> um, and then just a few other lifestyle questions, um, and obviously. Uh, you guys have plenty of time, so you don't have to have any set plans, but kind of getting idea if you are thinking about baby having care outside of the home or inside of the home, because that makes a big difference. Um, when we're talking about bottles and stuff, most daycares want like enough bottles for the whole day. So you kind of mm, you know, yeah. are looking at more bottles and that type of stuff. Um, then plans for feeding. If you're planning on breastfeeding at all, combo feeding, formula feeding from the start, um, that makes a big difference in the feeding category. Um, yeah, do you guys have you guys done any like reading on parenting styles or anything you kind of gravitate towards when it comes to all of those? Yeah, so I going back to the um, care situation. Since we both work from home and and I work East Coast hours from the West Coast, and Neil's work is also super flexible. We're thinking of doing a part-time nanny. Um, mm -hmm. So someone who can come like 20, 25 hours a week um, and, you know, help with keep up with laundry and those sorts of things. Um, we have joined the wait list for a couple of daycares just in case. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not something that we'd want to do until six months um, yeah. at the earliest. So we, we definitely have uh, several months of in-home caring happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and then for, for feeding, um, definitely want to do primary breastfeeding, um, mm -hmm. say want, because you never know what could happen, um, yes. instead is best, right? So yeah. that is, that is the goal. Um, we haven't ordered the free pump that we get with insurance yet. Um, okay. but ideally, honestly, I, I mean, I'm kind of lazy. And so I want to do as little uh, dishes Extra. Yeah. possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Absolutely. I do the dishes, it's actually all Neil, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you want to give was... Neil as few dishes as you can, right? <laughs> yes. I'm very thoughtful in that way. Um, and so I I'd like to minimize bottles where at all possible too. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, I think as time goes on, those needs will change as I want to like get a little space and go on weekend trips with friends and whatnot. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Um, I think that covers most of my questions as far as like your lifestyle, um, travel. It sounds like you don't really plan, have any giant trips planned for the first year if you travel within no, the first we've year. No, we've got no map system. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this between like now and like uh, March, yeah, we're going to have, we're going to kind of get that out of our system and we'll be good. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, me and my wife did the same. So <laughs> we traveled as much as we could. Um, fantastic. So then uh, the way I usually do um, a gear or a full registry consultation is that I do dive in to the big gear items first. Sometimes uh, car seat, stroller, high chair, rocking chair, uh, baby monitor, those tend to be the most expensive items. And often what you choose from those items can then influence some of the smaller items. Um, like for your car seat, the car seat you choose will actually dictate whether you're allowed to use like a vehicle seat cover and things like that. Mm. Um, so that's kind of why I start with the big items. Not only are they most daunting, but, uh, and it feels very accomplished once you've gotten those out of the way, you're like, I can keep doing this. <laughs> um, but it is helpful in influencing future decisions. So if you guys are down for it, we can just jump into car seats because I know that's intimidating and <laughs> a lot for most parents. Um, have you yeah. guys gone ads for car seats? Have you looked at any names that kind of appeal to you? Yeah, um, actually on your, the first episode you released, you were talking about rotating car seats. Um, mm -hmm. And I am a huge fan of rotating car seats. I think in general, um, anything that can grow with the kid too is really mm -hmm. important to us. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to buy one thing that will sort of stand the test of time and size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so convertible car seats are also really in interesting to us as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that same logic apply. I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here, but just like to like a crib, um, for yeah. example, you know, one that can expand out into a bed eventually. You know, there's like those like certain types that I've seen. Um, so yeah. yeah, things that we don't have to like keep replacing. 
Um, mm-hmm. So like making the initial investment first is probably more on the expensive side, but yeah, you kind of get more out of it as you go along. It's kind of our, our strategy with, and thinking about it so far. Yeah. With the car seat though, it feels kind of scary because you're like putting a price tag on your child's safety in some yeah. way. Um, and so how much of the expense comes from the car seat being some fancy snazzy name brand versus like do they all just meet the same standards that sort of thing mm-hmm. um but definitely something that make our lives easier slimmer fit um because mm-hmm. we have only five seats in our vehicle um we only have one vehicle uh okay. which makes car seat management a little bit easier i was gonna say wow that already cuts a ginormous <laughs> expense off because yeah. that is one of the biggest expenses for most people um, so I'll just briefly talk about the stages of car seats because that might help. So usually okay. we refer to an infant car seat or a bucket seat. That's the seat you think of. Uh, on, actually, on the East Coast, it's sometimes called a pumpkin seat, uh, which <laughs> is really funny. Cute. Yeah, thank you. Um, but that's the seat you kind of often think of when you see like a mom out carrying her baby around in a car seat. Mm. Um, and then so that those are only really used for the first year of life depending on their weight and height limits a lot of babies actually outgrow them closer to like six to nine months so they do have a very short-lived time period but sometimes for a lot of people the convenience of them outweighs the fact that they have such a short time period Um, Mm. essentially especially in those first like two to three months um, when babies are falling asleep in the car all the time Mm -hmm. the idea of having that infant car seat means you can run into Target or run into a doctor's appointment and bring them in sleeping with you and you're not moving them from the car seat to a stroller or a carrier every single time you get out of the car. Um, Mm -hmm. But some parents choose to skip the infant car seat category altogether. And if you do skip that, then you would move on to a convertible car seat. Um, And whether you skip it or not, you would move on to a convertible car seat um, once your baby outgrows their infant car seat, usually around a year. Um, Mm -hmm. And so convertible car seats get their name because they both face backwards or rear facing and they face forward um, later on. Some convertible convertible car seats also work, move into a booster, convert into a booster Mm -hmm. down the road. So sometimes they'll hit all three categories. Sometimes they'll just hit two. Um, And some convertible car seats do work from the newborn stage. Not all do. So that's kind of something to keep in mind if you are um, considering foregoing the infant car seat completely, uh, then you can, um, then you just need to narrow your search down to convertible car seats that not only say they work with infants, but actually have like reviews where infants are um, fitting correctly in them because I can name a couple of convertible car seats that say they're like rated from five pounds and you never get a good fit with a newborn in those seats. Um, Gotcha, okay. But all that being said, if you did go straight to a convertible, um, one of my favorite rotating seats, the Evenflow Revolve 360, Mm -hmm. uh, does fit newborns really well. I've seen it fit newborns awesome. Um, And it also converts into most of the versions, there's different versions, but most of the versions also convert into a booster. So it really is kind of one of those car seats that'll take you a long way. Um, Yes. Test of time and size. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So really the main thing you have to consider there, um, if you decide to go with a car seat like that is, is the inconvenience for the first couple of months worth it for you of Mm -hmm. knowing you're going to probably have to wake your baby Um, or at least disturb them every time you put them in and out of the car? Um, Or would you want to start with an infant car seat? Most infant car seats click into a stroller of some kind um, and then go on to something like the Evenflow Revolve Mm -hmm. once your baby outgrew the infant car seat. I don't know. I mean, I I mean, obviously, like, it's hard because I don't even have a lot of the experience of knowing like what a crying baby is like. I was the youngest in my family. Like I didn't <laughs> like see any kids grow up from that stage. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I'm naive, but I just, I think that, yeah, going to a convertible makes most sense for us, but I don't know how you. Yeah. You know. I mean, I think, and part of why we're so happy to be having this conversation with you is because so many of these things do play into one another and we're super mm-hmm. interested in baby wearing over using a yeah. stroller. Um, and so that I think would also sort of allow us to more comfortably make the decision of 
-hmm. going convertible and skipping the the pumpkin um the pumpkins <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's tough so i think we're still kind of like i don't know we'll see yes. yeah i mean we have, <laughs> yeah. we definitely like to be intentional about our purpose uh, our purchases um and so i think if there's a way that we could go on through life without a stroller for as long as possible yeah. um that would that would feel best to us um just one less thing to haul around sort of deal and so the pro of an infant car seat fitting into there doesn't really right. strike the same chord as it might with some other family yeah, yeah. definitely right yeah I, I think i have the same opinion like i don't know if that's going to change and stores are going to become something that we feel like why do we ever think we never needed this um but right now we're like oh yeah we're just gonna carry it so yeah. maybe this is a good segment <laughs> <in> strollers <laughs> yeah, absolutely um so i will uh i'll just share a little personal um antidote which is with our first daughter we i was like we're just gonna use a convertible car seat i'm a baby wearing educator i love baby mm. wearing um i assumed we would pretty much baby wear her anytime she was like out of the house for the first mm -hmm. little while um and we got like three weeks into new parenthood and I realized I really, really, really wished I had gone a um, infant car seat uh, because as we did baby wear her all the time, um, but I didn't take, like, I didn't think through just literally going to the pediatrician for the first time and moved her out of the car seat into the pediatrician got her all, you know, everything there, then back into the car, back into the car. Then we stopped at like, and had lunch on the way home and out mm -hmm. of the car seat again. And each time she was sound asleep in the car seat and we picked her up. And uh -huh. by the end, of course she was a newborn. So she was pretty chill about it all. Yeah. Um, but by the end of it, we were really exhausted. Yes. <laughs> um, so I think that, uh, but that being said, I think that just starting with a convertible car seat absolutely works for some families. Um, just not for everyone. So usually if you start with a convertible car seat, um, I would say just kind of keep in the back of your mind that you can go out and get an infant car seat for like a hundred dollars at mm. Walmart or Target. Um, and if it's becoming something that's really exhausting, you can absolutely start with the most basic infant car seat for the first couple of months and then also move to an infant car seat. Okay. Uh, that, or a convertible car seat. Yeah. Um, that, so the Evenflow Revolve 360, I would say is pretty much mid range as far as price goes. It's about $400, depending on the style you get. They have mm -hmm. like the gold version, which has some extra features and a lifetime warranty. And then they have the most basic version, which is, I think is like $320. Um, okay. and infant car seats have the whole range, you know, you can get, um, a very basic one for like. 80 to hundred dollars at Walmart or Target. Um, and then it can go up to $500, um, for the more premium versions that have a lot of features. Um, I will say that all car seats pass the same safety test. So in order okay. to be on the market, they do all pass the same safety test in the U S there's no standardized testing beyond the standard safety test. So, um, when you see what most people say, like extra safety features or advanced safety features, those are extra safety features that the companies have added onto the car seat themselves and usually tested themselves and mm. shows better test crash outcomes, but there's no standardized testing for that. So just something to keep in mind, okay. there are extra safety features that could be beneficial in a crash, but there's no way for us to like have that statistics or data at all. Um, so it's sometimes just like, is this something I want or is this something I don't want? Yeah. Um, is this something, you know, that I think will be beneficial for my family? Um, but that being said, I would totally go out and get an $80 car seat from Walmart um, and put my newborn in it without any hesitation, knowing it has passed all the same standards that a $500 okay. one has. That's really comforting. It just probably doesn't click into like a fancy stroller, you yeah. know. And yeah, and since we are only using one car, like that, yeah. we don't have to worry about base changes and stuff. Or yes, yeah, and so that is one of the advantages. Um, you know, again, if someone's knowing they're going to send their child from daycare from like six or eight weeks old, an infant car seat is really helpful because most daycares will allow you to like take the baby in and that leave that there. So that's just another mm. another time that um, it might be an added consideration. Okay. Um, so I have noted here the Evenflow Revolve 360 for you guys. Um, 
just something to keep in mind. Uh, other than rotating, was there any, and possibly fitting a newborn, was there any other like uh, features that you had seen that you might be interested in or? Mm, I do like the slimmer models just because mm-hmm. we only have five seats in our car. And so if yeah. we have, you know, grandparents visiting or something, being able to make use of those extra two seats um, yeah. that are next to the car seat as much as possible, um, yeah. might not be the most comfortable ride, but mm-hmm. I think anything that would be a slimmer profile is ideal, but, you know, not compromising on comfort. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the Evenflow Revolve 360 just came out with a slim version. Um, and it's, yeah, <laughs> so Concert. it sounds like yeah. it might be the perfect, <laughs> the perfect uh, fit for I'm your like family. Representatively now, but... <laughs> um, yeah, so the regular version goes to 50 pounds or 40 pounds rear facing, and the slim version um, goes to 50 pounds rear facing, which wow. uh, that's a whole nother world to dive into, but briefly. Um, rear facing has been shown statistically to reduce injuries in children. Um, mm-hmm. Essentially, when you get in a frontal collision, which is the most common kind, um, a rear facing seat, this is the car seat, a rear facing seat cradles the baby, kind of almost cocooning them. Whereas mm-hmm. a forward facing seat, if the child's sitting this way, their body snaps forward. And like, especially as their spine is developing, that can be really harsh on them. Um So nowadays, the gold standard for um, car seat safety is keeping your child rear facing until they max out the weight limit on a car seat. So that's why most parents, um, especially when they are shopping for a convertible car seat, are looking for one that has the highest weight limit. And currently in the U.S., 50 pounds is the highest weight limit. Um, Okay, go even swim. That's great. (laughs) So just giving you more reasons. I know. I do need them to sponsor this Um, yeah uh so i think do you guys have any other questions about car seats at all no i that is that is really helpful and any questions that came up you already answered so perfect awesome for now Uh, so for strollers it sounds like are you guys considering not adding a stroller at all or are you just not putting emphasis on the stroller like looking into a more budget-friendly one or what are you guys thinking maybe I mean, I, I think at, la- at last I knew it was like not at all for the foreseeable future, at least for like the first three months. But yeah, it's it's kind of. Yeah, I think one of our hangups is we don't know how far to build the registry out to, um, mm-hmm. you know, what yeah. age do we do we continue adding Just items kind of for? Yeah. Um, I think it would be nice to have one that didn't necessarily have all the features of like being adaptable for an infant car seat and those sorts mm-hmm. of things. Um, and ideally could grow into toddler age mm-hmm. with, with the child um, just to get the most out of the product. Um, yeah. But something, honestly, that would probably skip over the, the yeah. newborn era. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if all these, I mean, for a store, is it very important that it's, brand new or is, can it still be used like I don't really know like because like the, the safety functionalities products I'm not sure if like thrift, how much you can really get by with thrifting something yeah too, like so. goodbye yeah. gear that's yeah. a pretty cool site we stumbled yeah, on yeah <laughs> it is awesome and that's a great question I definitely think I skipped over that section um in budgeting uh, talking about uh what your guys's um goals are especially for um cost-effective choices I think that um, so the main thing that you don't want to buy used is a car seat, um, mm. because you don't know the history of it. Um, people all the time could clean them improperly and kind of void the warranty and stuff, and you wouldn't know it. Um, it could even be in an accident, which compromises the safety features. Um, mm. So always going to recommend a car seat either be bought brand new or from a very trusted friend. You know, if okay. there's like a sister or someone that you know took care of their car seat well, that that's a different story, but generally you don't want a car seat on marketplace. Um, the other things that some people are hesitant on are like mattresses. Um, but otherwise almost everything else is up for grabs, um, in the baby gear world, as far as safety wise, uh, goodbye, goodbye, baby gear, (laughs) tongue twister, um, (laughs) is a really great website and really reputable. So, you know, they're not going to be selling you some stroller that's breaking down and falling apart. 
Otherwise, if you're buying a stroller off of Marketplace, generally just using your judgment like you would anything else, making sure there's not pieces hanging off or something mm-hmm. that looks dangerous. Um, but in my experience, I've gotten a lot of strollers off of Marketplace and never had like any safety issues with any of them. So I think awesome. strollers are a great thing to buy off of Marketplace because they have a very high or a lot of them have a very high retail price and depreciate very quickly. (laughs) So you can get a stroller that someone almost barely used um, for, you know, an eighth of the price that it was sold for. Um, And reducing consumerism, which, you know, that's that's top of mind for us. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. Um, So when we're diving into strollers, uh, you're thinking most likely you wouldn't be using it for the first three months or it wouldn't be, you know, the main use. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we, we have a lot of what we need um, locally and like within walking distance, which is a a huge, um, a huge plus for like our situation. Um, And so I don't see us, you know, Spokane doesn't have a zoo, um, but we're not going to go out and do those sorts of things. And also like, birth is exhausting so i'm not <laughs> sure what we'll be doing in the first three months yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah awesome um so some of the features that you'll find on strollers um one of the big ones that talked about nowadays is that it can convert from a single to a double so you know it starts out as a single stroller and then down the road could convert into a double um which i can come back to because i have some thoughts on that feature <laughs> um <laughs> Then, you know, there's little things like cup holders, whether it comes with cup holders, if you're buying used, whether they include that as an accessory, Mm. um, the ability to add on an infant car seat. um, If you are going to do the convertible car seat from birth, one thing to keep in mind is that most strollers are not um, made to be used with a newborn. So most of the time they are designed to be used starting around three to six months once okay. the baby has better trunk control. Um, so if someone's starting with a convertible car seat, I will often advise them to look for um, a stroller that does lay flat or has a separate bassinet piece. So both of those then um, not only are safe to use with a newborn, but offer um, ideal spine development, the more a baby can be on a flat surface versus like um, a a C shape in a car seat is not ideal for spine development. Um, So kind of minimizing time in C shape devices like a car seat or a bouncer and allowing them to lie flat as much as possible. Um, Which if you're baby wearing, that's perfectly ideal for spine development. So that's something to just, you know, keep in mind if you are going to get a stroller off of marketplace, I would probably say it would be better to get one that, you know, you can use from birth just so that it's there if you decide mm-hmm. you need it. Um, I think- The last thing one is like a 3 a.m. Uh, freak out <laughs> you of- You to walk around the block and, and you can't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think that things that do tend to surprise parents is the amount of stuff you take places with babies, even the most minimal parents still find, oh, I need like <laughs> a couple of diapers and, you know, whatever else and this blanket and- um, I I found that even though we baby wore my daughter a lot, we used the stroller as a carry-all for all of her stuff constantly. Even even on walks to like the farmer's market or whatever, we just shoved like the blanket and the chairs and everything in the stroller, um, even if we are carrying her. So that is something to keep in mind. And if you are like a beverage person, I can say that even if you're baby wearing your baby, pushing a stroller and having cup holders for your coffee or your water <laughs> is extremely helpful, especially if you're walking a dog because you want your yeah. hands as great as possible. So those are features that I loved having on a stroller, even when I was baby wearing. Um, okay. That makes sense. Sounds like we need a stroller. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, <laughs> I think too, like now that we are sold on the solar, the, the stroller train, um, Neil <laughs> runs a lot and you've mentioned like wanting to run while pushing a stroller. Um, yeah. and so a stroller that would hold up to the, the bumpy Spokane potholes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't, yeah. Think about that part yet um especially yeah i mean in our neighborhood it's a little worse I mean, like a centennial trail friendly store or something yeah. 
be a little yeah. bit easier. But yeah. Yeah. And I think running, um, I'm glad you brought that up because it does, there are that kind of uh, weeds out a lot of strollers because a lot of strollers are not good for running or are not allowed to run with, like, it'll literally say, mm. please don't run with yeah. the stroller because it wasn't designed for it. Um, usually, if you're going for a stroller, even just like jogging frequently, even if you're not like really running, um, a three wheel stroller is going to give you the best control when you're going at a faster space or a faster pace. Um, and also will kind of handle most jogging running strollers have really good suspension to kind of give a smoother ride for baby and help alleviate the potholes and all of yes. <laughs> yes. all of the Spokane fun that you might <laughs> run into. <laughs> so um, are there, are there um, three wheeled strollers that have like the bassinet um set up for a newborn there are there are a few of them um I would say the most common one is called Tule which is a Swedish company um it's T-H-U-L-E um they because it's yeah. yeah it's very popular with runners so if you are like ever in a group of parents that run I almost guarantee some of them have it because it's, yeah, it's just kind of like the stroller to have that and Bob, um, Bob gear is the other main running stroller that you might hear about. Um, Bob does not offer a bassinet. Tula does. Mm. Um, Tula's bassinet is a separate accessory and it's fairly pricey. Um, I think it's like $200. So gotcha. something to keep in mind, but if you, I think, um, the Tula, they actually just came out with a new one, but I don't know if it'll be on the market um, before March, especially if you're looking for a used one. Um, mm. The Tula Urban Glide, I think two is the most recent one, would probably be what I'd like set a alert on Marketplace for if that's the type okay. of thing you're looking for. Um, and yeah, the bassinet might be harder to find. Uh, I would probably on Marketplace, I'm saying. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are some like available over in Seattle. If you ever like want to make a road trip over there to yeah. pick up a stroller, I I would not be surprised if that's available. Um, and again, that's something that you could just start with a stroller, um, plan on baby wearing for the first couple months. Mm -hmm. And then if you got to the point where you're like, no, I really want something to set down, look for the, look for the Bass Now marketplace or order it, um, have some flexibility there. I think the Tula is from four months, you can actually put them in the seat. Okay. Um, okay. Most pediatricians do advise that you aren't actually jogging or running with the baby till they're closer to eight months. Uh, again, for like head and neck stability, yeah. but fast paced walking, you know, a lot of parents, uh, it's actually very comforting. Babies love the movement. So <laughs> um, I think having, uh, it sounds like having something that works from the start all the way up through you know, mm -hmm. whenever you would be jogging or running with them, probably mm -hmm. fits your needs. Yeah. So I'm just gonna. Good to know. I did not know about that eight month um, cutoff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so... a lot of it, the age, uh, exact age will depend on the pediatrician you're talking to, but somewhere around there, not only when they have like good trunk control, um, usually they sit up by themselves around six months, but then just generally, you know, are a little hardier. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think, and I think it's hard because, you know, some one parent's jog um, is going to be completely different from another parent's like sprint running that could be very fast and really bumpy. Um, so just something to keep in mind when you're yes, kind of definitely. especially at with, the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the Spokane potholes. With the Spokane potholes. People listening to this are going to be like, "Wow, why do you ever move to Spokane and all those potholes?" Yeah. <laughs> Not popular. Um, yeah. So the one other stroller I will mention in the running. I actually, I think um, Jen, who I interviewed in the first, mentioned the stroller. She has it and loves it. It's the Guava Rome. Mm. Um, so it is a jogging stroller. It's it's made to be jogging to every day. So it's a bit smaller. Most jogging strollers are a little bigger because they have really great suspension. Um, not like ginormous, but bigger than a travel stroller or anything. Um, but the Guava Rome folds down incredibly small. Um mm especially for a jogging stroller. So it's really compact. It has a really, really cool fold um, that kind of folds in on itself. And it's just like this nice little cube, whereas most jogging strollers are a little 
weird when they fold. I don't know if there's a better way to describe that. <laughs> Unwieldy, like they're not, they're not, um, dragon strolls usually aren't designed to just like be thrown in your trunk in and out okay. every day. More so like if you're going on a big outing, put it in the trunk and otherwise just keep it in your garage is, gotcha. is kind of how they're designed. And the guava roam is kind of designed to be meat in the middle. So really compact, can easily go in your trunk um, and also still has really great suspension. It does not have a bassinet. So um, I don't remember the age. I think it's three months though you can put the baby, it has a pretty near flat recline. Um, so it's definitely another option that you could keep in mind if the, if the feature of being able to fold it up compactly is kind of something that you want to look for. Yeah. That sounds nice with one car. And if we ever, if we ever are road tripping to Seattle. <laughs> yeah. 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 I agree. Thank you. yeah, definitely. Um, so let's see. I just want to make sure I put that there. Perfect. Um, do you guys have any other questions about strollers, other features you might have heard of? That... No, this is great. Oh, this awesome. is so <laughs> We went 180 on the stroller situation. <laughs> I know I didn't mean to like sell strollers, but I also didn't want you guys to like go on your first newborn walk and be like, where where do we put all of this stuff? Yeah. In the back of your mind, you're like, they're making a mistake. They're making a mistake. <laughs> um, I have like 10 in my garage. So should you get to that point, please text me. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, <help>. <laughs> um, awesome. So I think we can move on to high chair if that's okay with you guys. Yeah. Um, so high chair, uh, I will say that high chairs are again, like such a big range. You can go, everyone talks about this Ikea high chair, which of course I can't pronounce the name of, um, <laughs> but it's the standard Ikea high chair uh, that you can buy for $20. And it's basic and easy to hose off and awesome. And then you can go up to um, like a $500 high chair. So like there's anything in that range, they all have different features. Um, but the one thing that I will say makes a big difference is especially if you are considering doing something called baby led weaning, I don't know if you've heard about that or researched about that, but essentially kind of feeding them more whole foods from the time they start eating versus yeah. purees. Um, when you're doing baby led weaning, you really want to make sure that they're in an ideal position, which is going to be like a 90 degree with the legs and the back and also a 90 degree angle with their, um, like their thighs and their calves, okay. and then have something under their feet for support uh, that's been shown to greatly reduce the risk of choking and it's just way more comfortable for the babies if you think of like when you're yes. sitting on a bar stool and your feet are dangling your uh, legs start to go and to you're sleep. constantly looking for something <laughs> to like put your feet on um when I see babies in high chairs with no foot support I always think of that I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's gotta be uncomfortable so um yeah that's just something to keep in mind the Ikea high chair um that a lot of people add to their registry because it is very basic. It's a great high chair because it's it, it has a plastic shell and then four metal legs that you stick into the sides. So it is kind of like collapsible in a sense. You can move it around, it's super light. You can literally take it outside in the backyard and, and hose it off. Um, it does, there's a website called Yeah Baby Goods that sells accessories including a footrest so that you can kind of give baby a oh. more optimal um, position. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. I think the footrest runs like $30. So you're looking at like 50 or so dollars for an Ikea high chair and the footrest. Um, okay. The high, Ikea high chair does go in and out of stock from time to time. So it can be one of those. And it, I never see it on marketplace. Mm. <laughs> um, so just something again, to keep in mind. Um, if that's something you're looking for. And then mm -hmm. I will talk about like the more expensive high chairs. Um, a lot of them are designed. So the most famous one that you'll see a lot is called the Stoke Trip Trap. Um, you will oh, see this. Yes. That's the, the, the on one toddlers can stand and like assist uh -huh. in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a wooden high chair that was designed um, by a Danish uh, designer um, back in like 1970 or 1960 it's like a very very old design um 
and it was designed for not only optimal positioning for the baby, but easily pull the baby up to the table. So, you know, mm. uh, in Danish culture, it's really important that babies are sitting at the table with parents, not kind of like their own person over to the side yeah. in a high chair. Um, and that has actually been shown, you know, there's little amounts of research that have shown having the high chair actually sitting at the table does improve outcomes with um, feeding and uh kids being less picky eaters and stuff because you know mm. they're engaged in the meal they're eating what you're eating that type of thing um so there are a lot of high chairs on the market now that are kind of tending more towards to compete with the stoky trip trap because it was really one of the first that okay. allow you to pull the baby up to a table have ideal you know positioning um i'll mention a few names so stoky trip trap is the first and it's all made of wood so it's beautiful and high quality and will last forever you can find it on marketplace and be five years old and still have like 10 years of life in it um there are a few cons because it's all made of wood it's really heavy and mm -hmm. like if you lift all of your chairs onto your table to like clean under it it's not something you're going to be doing that with um okay. and can kind of get a little cumbersome to move around your house if you ever like eat in different places mm -hmm. um and it also has a little like kind of like an Allen wrench or a tool that you need to adjust the height of the seat and the foot. So that's only like every couple of months. It's not something you're okay. going to be doing frequently, but it is something that you have to make sure you have that tool and you know where it is and all of that. Um, and then the high chair I have, uh, which was actually designed by the same designer, but just more recently is called the Nomi high chair. Um, and it does very similar. I mean, it has same positioning, fully adjustable seat and fully adjustable footrest so that you can make sure baby has that perfect, like 90, 90 degree angle. Okay. Um, it has, it's made of like a really, really light bamboo. The core of it is made of like a really light bamboo. And then the other accessories are plastic. Um, and you don't need a tool to adjust the foot or the it's definitely more lightweight. <laughs> yeah. It's much more lightweight. I can stick it on top of my table when I'm cleaning my kitchen floor and things like that. Um, both the trip trap and the Nomi have newborn accessories, um, that kind of function almost as a bouncer, but they keep the baby up high, you know, on top of the high chair. So yeah, that you can kind of have your yeah newborn <laughs> just there with you while you're still eating meals and stuff. You have somewhere to set them, but they're at eye level and interacting. And a lot of parents do like that feature. Um, so the trip trap, I think, retails for like depending on what accessories you get, like three hundred to four hundred. Nomi again, three hundred, three fifty ish. Okay. Um, those are the trip trap will be easier to find on marketplace. The Nomi will be harder because it's more just less well-known. Um, gotcha. So less people are reselling it. Um, but both of those are great option if you want something quality. Both the Trip Trap and the Nomi um, take up to like 300 pounds. So wow. like you can use it as an adult can sit in it. Um, they can use it as like a homework chair at their desk later down the road. So they are very long lasting chairs, which is kind yeah. of awesome. Yeah, that was going to be my question. It's like, oh, yeah, but where's like the cutoff for, I mean, yeah, can a kid just like grow out of it essentially? So it sounds like. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. I, I will say the Nomi does not, it, the seat of it is definitely more child fitted. So mm -hmm. it would, it's great for children. You know, I've had like an eight year old sit in it. Fine. Not an adult. I, as an adult, have sat in a trip trap and been comfortable. <laughs> um, So kind of. Yeah, kind of crazy. If you have visitors over frequently and you need an extra chair, you can always <laughs> grab one of the high chairs. <laughs> kind of have that there. <laughs> um, something else to keep in mind is that, so the high chairs that do have kind of this ideal of bringing to the table, most of the time the tray portion is a separate accessory you purchase separately. Okay, um, because you would be using the table instead? Because their ideal is that they were designed with the idea that baby's always pulled up to the table and doesn't really mm -hmm. need a tray. Um, and that's very frequently seen in Europe. Um, in America, it's much more common to have a tray 
And I occasionally use the tray for my Nomi. Um, like if I was cooking in the kitchen and my daughter was having a snack and I pulled her over. Um, and that way I had the ability. Um, and both the Nomi tray and the trip trap tray are like 30 or $40. So they're not a huge expense, but just something to keep in mind. Um, especially if you find it used, you might need to find a tray also okay. as an accessory. Um, I also talked on that first podcast about the Bugaboo giraffe which is their new version um kind of does all the same features of the nomi and the trip trap i think it's even lighter than the nomi which is really hard to believe because the nomi is super light um and has very similar features it's new it's like brand new it just came out in the last two months um so okay. it might be harder to find on marketplace but if it's something like you add to your registry and someone gifts you it's a beautiful high chair um again with great great abilities to change with your child so yeah that, that is definitely top of mind for us <laughs> yeah yeah I love that um any questions about high chairs there's like hundreds more I could dive into so if there's like if you're not sure if you want it to be pulled up to the table if you think you might want it to fold up um mm -hmm. and be stored away really easily there's some that you know could slide mm -hmm. between so both are like more mobile like you can just like move like it didn't really like have like wheels on them do they or anything i'm not even sure that that's like important i think it's like, like weight if you know oh so you just lift yeah and, yeah yeah so uh. there are actually some that have wheels on them um oh. so with the idea that if you have a lot of space you can wheel it around your kitchen really easily um there are going to be some that also are height adjustable uh so if you have like if you sit at like a counter height um or just like a bar height um frequently mm -hmm. then it can adjust to both the table and the bar height with you um so yeah those are some features that some people yeah okay. I, I definitely I mean while you were talking Neil looked over and he was like I like that with the the pull up <laughs> functionality yeah. Yeah. that's important to us meals were like a really big part of your childhood and growing up and why yeah. not start that early you know <laughs> so definitely no I like the component of always eating together you know it's just a nice like precedent to set so yeah, yeah. and we're not worried about like fold-up storage or anything okay. um mm -hmm. yeah so it sounds like the two suggestions you gave of the nomi and the giraffe would definitely pique our interest awesome yeah thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of baby gear unwrapped i hope you enjoyed our exploration of all things baby gear if you found this episode helpful, please consider subscribing to the podcast, rating it, and leaving a review. That way you won't miss any of our future episodes and we can share the incredible info with more people around the world. For even more baby gear tips, behind the scenes sneak peeks, and engaging discussions, be sure to follow us on Instagram. You can find us at Baby Gear Unwrapped Podcast, where our community of parents and gear enthusiasts is growing every day. For quick, informative snippets and some fun baby gear insights, catch us on TikTok at The Baby Gear Consultant. We're here to make your parenting journey easier, and we love connecting with our listeners. Remember, you can always visit our website, thebabygearconsultant.com, for additional resources, show notes, and more. Thanks for choosing Baby Gear Unwrapped as your trusted source for baby gear wisdom. Until next time, happy parenting, and may your gear choices always be spot on.